0: Hey, how you doing today? Feeling a little bit stressed maybe, pulled in a lot of different directions. I know most of us are juggling quite a lot, our work, our home life, our personal life, the life we have in the community and the world. And so feeling balanced now, well, can feel impossible, especially since we're in the middle of a pandemic. So if life feels kind of like that, I think you'll enjoy my guest today because she talks about how it's not just work-life balance, it really is life balance. My guest is Allison Park, a wife, mom, global executive leading corporate affairs for Mars Wrigley, a part of Mars Incorporated. You know, that company that makes a lot of your favorite candies like M&Ms, Orbit, Altoids, Skittles, and my favorite Dove, Dark Chocolate. Allison is responsible for all internal communications to 34,000 people, all public affairs, and all external communications across 180 countries to consumers, government officials, stakeholders, and the media. Allison captured my attention a number of years ago when she wrote an article about work-life balance. And so I invited her on the show to share her updated perspectives on the topic. So take a listen. My guess is that you and I both will come away with an idea or two that'll help us to better manage what she calls life balance. Hello, and welcome to Dr. Joe's health and sanity call. I'm Dr. Joe, a wellness expert and professional speaker who helps busy people stay healthy, sane and productive. For more information of how I can help you and your organization, visit drjoe.com. Alright, so welcome. Allison. Thank you,
1: Joe. Great to see
0: you. Nice to see you again. Listen, I I noticed that the article that you first wrote talked about work-life balance, and now you're telling me, no, it's really just life balance. Tell me about that.
1: Well, you know, this article I wrote on LinkedIn, it's in the featured articles, and I may just actually update it again and and share it out with viewers, was all about life-work balance because two and a half years ago, that's really where, you know, a lot of my energy was focused on how can I better balance my work and my life? And then fast forward to 2020, and here we are where everything is about life balance. School is often happening at home. Work is happening sometimes at home. Uh, And so it's about, you know, it's about life balance. And and that's why I'm glad to join you on the podcast today and talk a little bit about it. Yeah. And uh, just to let the audience know,
0: you've got a busy, busy life. So... I mean, that's why I picked you to, to talk about this issue. Plus, I love the way you talked about it being like a seesaw. And I always feel like it's, it is like that. Life is like, uh, you know, balancing on a seesaw. But um, tell me a little bit about your life. Where are you in balancing it? What, what else
1: is going on besides work? Yeah, well, you know, everything is a balancing act. It is a seesaw. It's up and down. And I think at the end of the day, you know, it's not about every day being in perfect balance or, or every minute. It's about the whole. It's about the collective. Uh, And, you know, I I never want to be the busiest person. That's not what I strive to be. And so, for me, it's, uh, you know, I do, I, I am a global executive. I lead corporate affairs for Mars Wrigley. It's kind of my dream job, the passion I, I wanted when I was 21. And, and I now have this amazing job leading this amazing team, um, selling, you know, great tasting treats and snacks all over the world. And then I'm also including dove, my including dove some chocolates. of your favorites, your dove, dove dove my chocolates, favorite. yeah m M&M, and Snickers, Orbit, and Gum, all sorts of, you know, yummy things, especially this time of year. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm also, you know, I'm a mom of two middle schoolers. I've got a seventh and an eighth grader. My husband works full time. He's a litigation attorney. We've got two big dogs. We just moved two weeks ago. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's a lot going on, but there's a lot going on for a lot of people at this mm-hmm. point in time. And so we're all, I think, challenged into, look, we're not going to get more than 24 hours a day. How do we mm-hmm. make the best of what we have? And how do we, you know, how do we become our best selves? Yeah. And you mentioned also in the article that it's different, you know, balances different for different people. It really is. And, you know, one of one of my colleagues likes to sign her email addresses that says something underneath, like, you know, I'm sending this because at this time it works for me. That doesn't mean you have to respond. And, you know, I think we all have to recognize, look, we have different goals. We have different dreams. We have different aspirations for ourselves, for our children, et cetera. And so, you know, what life balance looks like for me is going to look different. Than for someone else and so you know my job isn't to project what i want onto someone else it's to understand what's important to them and help them be at their best if they're part of my team or whatnot and then how do others help me be at my best well you said that one of the
0: things that you've done is really get clear on what your priorities are what your
1: values are what's important to you and your family right and no, that's true. I mean, that's some of the advice to kind of my younger self is, look, you know, you're not going to find balance every day. You're going to see um, you know, back and forth. But, you know, you've got to define early on what's important to you and set your boundaries. And, you know, I didn't do that earlier on in my career. I was kind of that person that every time there was an opportunity, I raised my hand. I said yes. And I woke up one day realizing I was living someone else's dream. And it was their dream for me, but not my dream for me. And so I think, you know, simple kind of self-reflections, and this is a time of such reinvention and innovation that this is a a better time than any to have that self-reflection and really stay true to what's important to you. What are your guardrails? What are you going to say yes to? What, What are the absolute no? that you are not going to say yes to because you need that time for something else. Right. And I think that's really critical right now. You mentioned that you have this very simple exercise that you do whenever you feel kind of out of balance. I do, and it's, it's so simple that I'm not even sure, you know, I should mention it, but I, I have know. given this yeah. advice to so many people and they found it helpful, so I'll share it. It's uh, take a sheet of paper, um, fold it lengthwise, on one side, write all the things you love about your current life and what you're doing, whether that's your career, whether that's you know anything that's an aspect of your life. And on the on the um, on the other side, write the things that you you aren't as inspired by that don't kind of pull you in the right direction. And then on the back side, write if you were able to just kind of wave that magic wand, and uh, and and kind of describe what you would wish your life would be and your life balance would be commit that to putting pen on paper and then kind of use that as a reference guide check yourself about it evaluate your current life and say you know mm-hmm. is what I'm doing today is it on track against this is it off track are there some small changes I can make but talking about big changes but you know for me some simple things like you know, I work full time. And so I'm not always, you know, sometimes I control my calendar. Sometimes I don't, but I book time for lunch every day. I book time in the mornings and at the end of the day, just so I can make sure that when I wake up, I'm kind of in charge of my calendar. I'm in charge of my calendar as the day winds down, whatever time that may be. I look at my calendar for the next day. So you're going to hear me talk about scheduling. I'm a big believer in scheduling, leaving time for the things that you don't plan for. And so I don't believe in overscheduling. I believe in kind of, you know, ideally 50% of my time during a week is spent in meetings and in conversations and the other 50% is impromptu it's for the work, it's Mm. for mentoring, it's for connecting. Um, And so I try to keep some balance just in those kinds of things, but scheduling and planning for not only the expected, but giving me some time for the unexpected allows me to really be at my best in terms of life balance.
0: Yeah. And then it's not just your work calendar, which you were kind of talking about, but it sounds like you and your husband also have a calendar that you share, or is it
1: all joined on the same calendar? We do we have. uh, So you know, this is the first time ever in my career, I haven't worked from the kitchen office, Uh, the kitchen kind of, you know, uh, table, I actually have a a real office. And I've got a, a great kind of magnetic whiteboard in there that has not only my work calendar, but everything else that's just happening in life. You know, today, my son has drum lessons. And, you know, and that's all, of course, happening virtually and in the home. Oh so, you know, I have to know these things because that's not when I want to schedule, you know, an important meeting with my boss. He does not want to hear drum lessons going on. I don't think he hasn't said that he does or doesn't, but you know, being thoughtful about, you know, okay, how are my the other people in this house able to live their best selves? And because we're all at home. So we're all sometimes a little on top of each other. And, uh, and, and so it's important to have a schedule and know kind of what you're working for and against as a family. Yeah.
0: Well, one of the things that you mentioned in the article was not only to understand what your priorities are and your values, but make sure you pick a partner in
1: life and also a company in life that shares those values, correct? That is absolutely correct. It's some of the advice that I probably give most often is that you know when you're picking someone to either date or spend a good amount of time with or hopefully spend a lifetime with you want to make sure that you have kind of a common ambition Um, and you want that because you know you could have that career opportunity to go move to another you know city or state or country that you had never anticipated but if you haven't had some of those early on conversations then that can put some some strain into the relationship. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm very, very lucky that I've got someone who, you know, we've moved three times in the past six years to different states. And, you know, sometimes his career is above mine. Sometimes my career is, is, you know, ahead of his, and it's just a matter of, you know, not who's, who's better or stronger, but how we kind of handle the trade-offs and figure out what's really, you know, at, at best for everyone involved. Wonderful. And, and I do know that, that in many people's lives,
0: if you're a female gender, you tend to have a lot more responsibilities around the house. But I would imagine, I don't have kids at home right now, but I would imagine through the pandemic, a lot of women are dealing with more of the responsibilities with childcare, with schooling, with
1: drum lessons, whatever it is. I mean, how are you managing all this? I think, oh, I think that's true. I mean, women I talk with all over the world play that back to me in terms of, you know, actually before the pandemic, that a lot of women in their communities and, you know, I was in d'Ivoire Africa this time last year, and the women there were playing it back to me as well, is that, you know, they're having to do a lot more responsibilities in the house. And this pandemic has put even more responsibility on many women in the house and so that's stressful you know it's stressful to have you know the washing and the cooking and the cleaning on top of you know the education on top of the work on top of other other responsibilities caring for your elders for example Mm -hmm. Um, and there's not an easy solution I think you know again it comes back to picking that right partner someone who will share the load Someone who will understand, you know, how they're contributing to the family versus just expecting it to be done. Understanding where you need to ask for help. Um, I'm a big believer that sometimes, you know, I know myself, I'm not always great about asking for help. And so how do you ask for help that invites others in so that you don't have to kind of do it all yourself? sometimes you need to pay for that help. And a lot of people right now are struggling either to make ends meet or they're struggling because they're not comfortable having someone come into their house and care for their children while daycare is closed or what have you. And so, you know, there's a lot of challenges that are facing people today. And, and I think as an employer, you have to recognize that people are, you know, as my husband likes to tell me, we're all facing the same storm, but we may not be in the same boat. And so again, comes back to, you know, listening, you're given two two ears and one mouth for a reason. Mm-hmm. So how do you listen? How do you learn best practices from others? You know, some of the hacks that some moms have are great. They're super helpful. Uh, how do you get, you know, others involved to kind of help you through it when you're when you're struggling with some of the day to day things? And, and how might just a simple kind of assessment of how you're spending your time and where maybe you can start to push back and say no to some things to say mm-hmm. yes to some other things could be incredibly helpful yeah well you mentioned that you have a
0: hard time sometimes asking for help that is my my worst weakness I mean I remember growing up when my daughter was growing up it was just I, I just felt some pride in being able to do it all but of course we can't and then it all snowballs um, so I have to kind of remind myself if I don't ask, the answer is always no, <laughs> because nobody yeah. knows that you need the
1: help. So whether well, it's that's at
0: true at home, to to
1: give yourself permission to ask. Well, and I'm a big believer that you know you can have it all, but you can't have it all at once. And so oh, all really? at the same time, or yeah, same you can't time. have it all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so you know, yes, you can do things and try new things and and yeah. be, you know, really put yourself out there. But, but stage it, phase it, do it in a way that, uh, you know, little steps that lead to bigger steps that lead to even bigger steps. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, you know, saying, it starts with saying no, and it starts asking for help and really making sure that you're clear on what your priorities are and, uh, and what's important to you. So in, um, with all the responsibilities that you have
0: right now, have you or perhaps some of the people that you work with or know what kind of um tweaks have they made in their priorities at home because obviously we can't do everything what what have they what kind of hacks do they have to get it all done
1: yeah i mean i've heard some great things in terms of you know how people are inviting others in the family to come in and cook um you know the other night we made spaghetti and My daughter took that extra sauce last night and turned it into a lasagna and it was delicious. And so, you know, how can you take shortcuts in ways that don't shortcut the overall experience? Um, Less people are going out to dinner but maybe they're ordering from a local restaurant. Local restaurants are doing a lot more, you know takeout than they ever did, you know and that sometimes can shortcut dinner when, when you, you know, need the time. Kids are doing less activities. So you're not in the car driving them around to different things. So that shortcuts some time. You know, I don't find myself commuting every day. So what can I do in that time that I might normally be commuting? Um, You know, sometimes if I'm on a phone call and not a video chat, you know, I may, you know, be throwing some things into the washer or taking a quick walk outside, getting Mm -hmm. some fresh air. Uh, And so, you know, work is happening different life is happening different. Um, and you know, it'd be great to hear from viewers on you know what they're seeing, what life hacks they have, because at the end of the day, we can really all learn from one another. So, so the other night my
0: granddaughter came over for a, um, her parents had date night, so we were babysitting. <laughs> and I'm a PhD nutritionist, as you know, and so I focus on eating healthy food. But my husband decided he was going to plan dinner And it's not like he doesn't do dinner but he usually does dinner more my way this time he went out and he bought lower fat hot dogs and a a a biscuit in a in in a tube you know what i'm talking about yes i know exactly what you your pigs in a blanket well that's exactly what he did and, and i only know pigs in a blanket sausage around you know pancakes around sausage but he was like no no you can do pigs in a blanket with oh yes you can Well, see, again, this is not something we would normally eat. That's not something I would initiate. But because we had the just three-year-old over and she had so much fun pounding out the biscuits and rolling the hot dog inside the biscuit and she ate it, which she doesn't always eat my food. So, um, but anyway, I think that's kind of like one of my hacks is just kind of cut loose a little bit Yeah, not quite as strict or as set in my ways as to what dinner should consist of we did have some some salad on the side but still you know
1: i'm well i think there's a lot to do with grace here right is you know how do you give grace to yourself how do you give grace to others where maybe you know your kitchen always needed to be neat but maybe it's not always neat because your kids are schooled at home and the lunch hour gets a little crazy and no one has time to wash all the dishes You know, I use a convection oven a lot, I find that's a quick hack, it cooks things so much faster, or what kind of prep can I have that just makes the week kind of go seamlessly. Uh, You know, so there's, there's all these things that I think, maybe, maybe we held ourselves to a certain standard that during this time is just, it's maybe a little bit too strict. And, uh, and, and, you know, the world needs more people who are caring about one another and, and the human race needs to be connected. And so I think it starts with grace, grace to yourself and grace to others. Well, that makes sense.
0: That makes sense. Um, I've got one more question before I let you go. And that has to do with, I know you say it's all life, but let's face it. When we are doing, uh, emails all the way up until bedtime, it's sometimes, impacts our sleep, when we're stressing about things right before bedtime, how can you stop the mindset about work so you can move into the other phases of your life, whether it's into your family, um, going to bed, and so that you're not stressing about the work part. Do you, especially when, like you said, most of the time your workplace has been in the kitchen. How can you stop your mind from thinking about work and now go into the rest of your life?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And I talk about in my LinkedIn post from a couple of years ago about turning down the noise. And so for me, you know, one of the ways I do that is just through the calendaring, you know, setting some time in the first thing in the morning, end of day, so I can kind of start my morning fresh and end my day in control. Uh, I'm a big believer in, um, being action oriented. And so, you know, I keep a, you know, a, a list of what I need to do for work. And on the other side, a list of everything I need to do at home. And then that allows me to also go through the list and say, well, where, where should I delegate some of these things, either yeah. from work to others. And someone said to me years ago, and it's always stuck with me, you know, I don't want to see you do everything. Cause when you say yes to everything, it takes away opportunities for the rest of us. And I think, you know, that was so powerful for that manager to say that to me. Uh, because I re- I remind myself of when could I bring somebody else in so they could learn this, they could see this, and then I can take on even more responsibility that maybe others aren't ready for. And then on the home front, you know, how do I review that list at the end of the day to say, Oh gosh, what did I not get done? What do I need to do quickly? Uh, Is there something I need to ask my husband for some help or one of the kids for help? So I'm a big believer in kind of you own your day. We all only have 24 hours. And so, how do you kind of, if you can, you know, allow yourself for, you know, 30, 15 minutes, you know, some sort of time at the beginning and the end of the day to kind of scale up and scale down and then be able to step away. Uh, because, you know, being in front of a computer for, you know, eight to 12 hours a day, however, however long your day is, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're having great conversations, you might not always just be getting work done in those meetings, then there's the work on top of it. So you do need that time to be able to um, turn things off. And so, you, so you're able just with the calendar
0: to turn your mind off, like, like for me, I would close down my office, close the door, and then that's, you know, now I'm not thinking about work. It's, I, I need to oh. have that closing the door. I, I met a gentleman the other day who, uh, who shared with me that the way he defines work is done now I have to move on to the home life um, is he changes his socks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mr. Rogers. No, yeah, like with the... Exactly. It is exactly like that. Because let's face it, most of us are wearing the same clothes in our work life and in our home life. We just, you know, walk down the hall. So he was saying that he changes his socks and that defines to, in his mind to
1: turn off the work. Well, and a lot of people I know that commute time allowed them to get their mind in gear for work or mm-hmm. take their mind away and they don't always have that or those who are essential workers are working longer hours. And so, you know, their minds kind of always racing. I think, you know, the best advice I can give and it's just for for me of what's worked is, you know those to-do lists um, and then really really looking through it to say, what is it that I have to do, which is, you know, a great conversation I'm having right now with my boss of like, where do I need to spend my time? Where do I need to delegate things to others? Uh, And, you know, unfortunately, it's not always as simple as changing your socks. I look at that and think, gosh, that's more, more laundry to do. So that doesn't work for me. Uh, But sometimes it's as simple as scheduling a walk at the end of the day and just having a little bit of perspective, looking at what does energize you? Is it, is it watching a, a you know, quick TED Talk or a podcast? Is it scheduling a walk? Is it um, just taking a moment to change your socks? Uh, I think we all need that. And, and for me, scheduling kind of 30 minutes at the end of the day for reflection on the day allows me to then kind of transition into uh, the evenings and things. And I'd also say in a global job, you know, sometimes I do have calls at eight or 9 PM and I'm doing work late and that's just the job I've selected. That's Mm -hmm. the job I'm lucky to serve in. And so that comes with the job. And so you have to understand those trade-offs of what you've um, you know, what's driving you and what's important to you in your life. Mm -hmm. But you, I'm guessing you can also take a workout break in the middle of the day. And I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I talk about that in LinkedIn. Yesterday, you know, at four o'clock, my daughter had finished school. And she said, Mom, do you have quick time to go on a walk? And, and I said, yes. And then my VP of, of uh, what we call people in organization, HR, called. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, what? I'm going to take this really quick. And I'm going to tell her I only have five minutes because I'm going on a walk. And I did. And I said, look, I'm getting ready to go on a walk with this one. And my daughter came in and I said, but I've got five minutes. And she said, you know what, all I need is five. And so oh I think, God. again, it's back to those priorities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I know from my team, I don't want them in front of a computer, you know, for, for 12 hours a day. I mm-hmm. think that they're actually going to be at their best when they get to walk away and, you know, be stimulated from the external environment. Well, all of this is such fabulous advice. Uh, Allison, if
0: somebody wants to take a look at that LinkedIn article that you wrote, how can we find it?
1: Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. My name is spelled a little different. It's Allison, A-L-L-Y-S-O-N. And of course, Park, it's under the featured articles. And and listen, Mm -hmm. I'll take some time to to reflect on this conversation and, uh, and give it an update and share out. Okay, well, that's fabulous. All right, well, have a great rest of the
0: day. Thanks so much. Great to see you again. Bye. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed today's health and sanity call, please subscribe to the channel and share it with others. For more information about how I can help you and your organization, visit drjo.com. That's just four letters, d r j o.com.